0: Four minutes past the hour. It is the first Friday of the month, so we get to catch up with Sam Jensen out at the Clinton County Extension Office in DeWitt. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. How are you doing today? Doing okay. How are you? Real good, thank you. So let's get started with the
1: 4-H. We got fruit sales coming up? Yeah, we do. Uh, Fruit sales are right around the corner for us, and um, we're hoping to have another big year this year. Uh, Last year, we sold, oh, we, I didn't tell anything, Uh, 4-H kids sold um, over $30,000 worth of fruit, uh, cheeses, and nuts. So how can people get involved with this? Um, Well, basically, uh, if you see kids um, uh, just uh, selling fruits, uh, you know, if if your kids are are friends with some 4-H kids, or, um, you know, you see kids going knocking door to door, just just kind of wave them down, and they'll be there, ready to go.
0: All right, very good. Now, what does uh, the proceeds
1: benefit? The proceeds benefit uh, Clinton County 4-H. They stay directly here, right in the county. Um, they they benefit each 4-H club. So, if uh, say um, say the Dewitt Hustlers sell uh, sell eight thousand dollars worth of fruit, then they get the uh, the proceeds from that. So they they don't get $8,000, but they get um, whatever $8,000 less the cost of the fruit is.
0: All right. Very good. Now we got a couple of events coming up in February. Let's begin with the Horse Health Workshop.
1: Yeah. Um, So that's going to be an interesting workshop um, where people can learn just everything about horses. Um, If you you are a a 4-H kid or um, or not a 4-H kid, you are more than welcome to attend. Um, I'm, uh, I'm bringing up the date here right now. It looks to be February
0: 20th at 6 and February 25th at 3 p.m.
1: Yes, yes. Um, and it's, uh, it's free to attend. All
0: right, very good. Let's talk a little bit about uh, poultry. You got an, an annual poultry day coming up
1: as well. Yeah, we do. Um, that is, uh, that's really interesting because um, when when our 4-H uh, CYC sent out the email, um, I did not realize how many breeds of chickens there were um, or poultry there were. I, I was just floored. I thought, you know, there's like three. I'd heard of Rhode Island Red and I'd heard of Delaware. Um, I hadn't heard of anything else. So um, it, it's amazing. I mean, there's like, there's like, a hundred, it seems. Um, but, yeah, uh, kids can come to that event. Um, again, uh, it's good for um, all kids, 4th uh, uh, through 12th grade, um, mostly going to be 4 years, of course. Um, and, again, no cost.
0: So, again, that's going to be at the Schleck Hatchery near Miles, February 24th from 8 a.m. till noon. Uh, any registration or just show up that day, Sam?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, if you could give us a call, um, 563-659-5125 or email clinton4h at iastate.edu, both for the Horse Health Workshop and the Annual Poultry Day, um, just so we kind of know you know, exactly how many might attend.
0: Again, busy with Sam Jensen on our Extension radio show. Got an Eagle Watch coming up. That should be interesting.
1: Yes, yes, it should. Um, so it's actually, there's, there's two locations for it. Um, the actual Eagle Watch itself is going to be at Lock 13 um, in Fulton, and the address for that is 4999 Lock, Ro- Lock Road in Fulton. <clears throat> um, and then um, if people want to go kind of talk to some, uh, some experts on the Eagles, then they can go to the Clinton Community College at 1000 Lincoln Boulevard in Clinton from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. There's going to be presentations at 10, 11, 1230, and 130. Food and beverage is available for purchase there. Um, If you happen to go to the lock, then um, make sure that you bring some binoculars or uh, some spotting scopes just so that you can get some great views of the Eagles.
0: Yeah, I've been up there. A lot of Eagles, no doubt. That'll be February 17th rescheduled. Uh, when they originally scheduled it, it, was like well below zero. I, I don't think it's going to be that yeah. cold this time. So let's move on yeah. to our hort question, Sam. What's wrong with my new indoor plants?
1: Um, that's a good question because there's, uh, there could be a couple different things wrong. with, uh, and, and most of it has to do with water, it seems, whether it's overwatering or, or underwatering. Um, So despite the best intentions, many beginning gardeners have trouble with indoor house plants during the winter months. The number one reason for dying plants is usually overwatering, and then I think underwatering is number three. So overwatering will lead to root rot and plant death. Depending on how much light the plants receive and how warm the room is, it can be very tricky for people to judge just exactly how much water their plants need indoors. Too many people assume that watering once a week is the right interval between waterings. Here's where accurate monitoring of the moisture around the root zone becomes critical. Most plastic pots will dry from the top down. Clay pots will lose moisture from the sides as well as the top. Visual clues that the soil has dried at the top include shrinking, which will leave a gap around the pot perimeter. With practice, experienced gardeners can tell by the weight of the pot how much remaining water the plant has left before rewatering practice your skills by holding pots just after you've thoroughly watered them to feel how heavy the plant is when freshly soaked then repeat the hand weighing process over the course of the next week to see how much lighter the pot becomes after the plant uses the water and the soil dries finally on small pots check your estimates after a week by carefully releasing the plant from its pot and inspecting the root system visually. So just kind of um, put the the plant stem between your middle finger and your ring finger, and uh, just tip out the pot. If you could see me right now, I'm I'm visually tipping out a pot, um, <laughs> and and it should just kind of slide out real real easily after it's been um, you know hasn't been watered for a week. Um, so with larger plants, you're going to want to slip a stick or a ruler down beside the stem. Inside the pot until it reaches the bottom, pull it out to inspect where the moisture still remains. During the winter months, when most plants have reduced growth rates, try to allow most of the soil to dry out like a freshly wrung dish towel. Not bone dry, but not too moist. If a plant has dried out completely and the soil has shrunk away from the pot sides, try placing the pot in a sink or bucket of warm water so that the pot is halfway submerged. Allow the pot to remain for an hour or two so that the soil will slowly reabsorb reabsorb the moisture. With practice, you will master the correct interval between watering. Um, Overwatering plants will ultimately ultimately lead to root rot, usually caused by fungi or fungal-like organisms. Symptoms of root rot and crown rot include yellowing, browning, and dieback of the leaves, and browning or blackening of the crown and or roots or poor growth. Root rot may also paradoxically cause wilting even when the soil is wet because the roots are so damaged that they cannot transport water to the leaves.
0: Sam, we're getting toward Uh, the end of our time here today. Can we move on to the uh, Spend Smart, Eat Smart segment of our program today?
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, uh, I'm sure if you're like me, you're kind of uh, refreshing your kitchen this year. Um, That's kind of what you do at the beginning of every year, it seems. And we have two major tasks. Uh, that we kind of may not think about when refreshing our kitchen, cleaning our sinks, and cleaning our oven. Many of these tasks are what we look forward to doing, but after they're done, our kitchen will be ready to tackle anything that the winter months bring us. To get your sink flowing smoothly and smelling fresh, you only need to, you only need three things: baking soda, vinegar, and boiling water. Simply pour half a cup of baking soda down the drain, followed by slowly pouring half a cup of white vinegar. Close or cover the drain for 15 minutes and allow it to foam up, breaking up the buildup that can collect in your drain. The last step is to flush it out with a tea kettle or saucepan of boiling water to remove all the baking soda and vinegar um, to help keep it clean. This can be done for uh, all the drains in your house, including bathrooms, um, to keep everything smelling fresh and flowing. Um, to tackle your oven, you're going to need uh, you're going to need to um, use uh, wipes, you know, kind of, uh, uh, Mr. Clean wipes or something like that. Um, you're going to want to use commercial oven cleaning spray. They work well for removing most greasy buildups and spills. Just be cautious. The strong smells, uh, may overwhelm you. So turn on the fan on your microwave or, uh, or hood vent. And, um, you can make a paste out of baking soda and water and spread it on the walls and floor of the oven. Allow the paste to sit for 30 minutes or overnight, depending on how dirty your oven is. So mine might have to sit for two weeks. Uh, Use a synthetic scrubbing pad dipped in vinegar to finish the cleaning. Then wipe all surfaces damp with a cleaning cloth. For more in-depth oven cleaning tips, you can call the answer line at 1-800-262-3804 if you're in Iowa, or if you're outside of Iowa, call 515-296-5883.
0: As always, great catching up with you. If people would like to find out more about the extension office, how can they best do that, Sam?
1: Uh, Stop in. We are uh, right across from the school complex in DeWitt. We're right next to Dollar General. We're open 830 to 5, Monday through Friday. And uh, you can always uh, give us a call at uh, 563-659-5125.
0: As always, appreciate your time. We'll catch up with you again on February 16th. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye.